Good everyone and welcome to today's Living Life. We all have hobbies that we love uh, that sometimes we keep doing um, in different ways, perhaps through the years in our lives. And um, for me, I like to collect things. I am a collector by nature. I'm usually collecting something or other. Uh, I think one of the first things I remember collecting is uh, our stamps. So I started with stamps. I actually don't know if I have any of that left anymore. Uh, then I moved on to basketball cards, NBA basketball cards. Most kids in high school, you know, in the 90s collected them. Uh, and then I started collecting DVDs, uh, movie DVDs, until I realized uh, it's basically pouring money into something that will die, right? DVDs, you know, it's like low resolution now. So that was a bit of a waste of money and time. Uh, but something that has always persisted and that I'm still collecting and I hold on to dearly is my Praise and Worship CD collection. I have boxes of them at home. My wife has uh, implored me to at least throw the cases away. So why don't just keep the CDs, you know, you can get one of those giant books where you just keep the CDs, right? And I was like, no, I have to keep the whole thing as pristine as possible. Um, and so even though I've actually digitized them now, you know, so forth, but um, yeah, I love. And that's also kind of the beginning of my love for worship music and worship leading as well. And um, I had a goal way back uh, with my brother, actually, to collect every a live worship recording of uh, CDs from a particular company and a particular group of worship leaders called uh, Hosanna Integrity, Integrity Hosanna Music. Some of you may recognize them. Uh, this is uh, the label of the company where Don Moen, Ron Canoli, those people uh, began with. And I remember coming across their mission statement, their corporate mission statement by Michael Coleman, uh, the CEO president at the time. And they, he said, there is one thing we do on earth that we will continue to do in heaven. That is to praise and worship God. Right? That is their mission statement. They're the beginning of their mission statement. There are very few things that we will do here on earth that we will do in, on, uh, in heaven. Worship is one of them. And nothing is more important to the central message of the Chronicles than the proper worship of God. So let's read the passage and then we'll continue. Second Chronicles chapter 29 verses 1 through 19. Hezekiah was 25 years old when he became king and he reigned in Jerusalem 29 years. His mother's name was Abiah, daughter of Zechariah. He did what was right in the eyes of the Lord, just as his father David had done. In the first month of the first year of his reign, he opened the doors of the temple of the Lord and repaired them. He brought in the priests and the Levites, assembled them in the square on the east side, and said, Listen to me, Levites. Consecrate yourselves now and consecrate the temple of the Lord, the God of your ancestors. Remove all defilement from the sanctuary. Our parents were unfaithful. They did evil in the eyes of the Lord our God and forsook Him. They turned their faces away from the Lord's dwelling place and turned their backs on Him. They also shut the doors of the portico and put out the lamps. They did not burn incense or present any burnt offerings at the sanctuary to the God of Israel. Therefore the anger of the Lord has fallen on Judah and Jerusalem he has made them an object of dread and horror and scorn 
as you can see with your own eyes. This is why our fathers have fallen by the sword, and why our sons and daughters and our wives are in captivity. Now I intend to make a covenant with the Lord, the God of Israel, so that His fierce anger will turn away from us. My sons, do not be negligent now, for the Lord has chosen you to stand before Him and serve Him, to minister before Him and to burn incense. Then these Levites set to work. From the Kohathites, Mahath son of Amasai and Joel son of Azariah. From the Merarites, Kish son of Abdi and Azariah son of Jehalalel. From the Gershonites, Joah son of Zimah and Eden son of Joah. From the descendants of Elizaphan, Shimri and Jael. From the descendants of Asaph, Zechariah and Metaniah. From the descendants of Heman, Zael and Shimei. From the descendants of Jeduthon, Shemaiah, and Uziel. When they had assembled their fellow Levites and consecrated themselves, they went in to purify the temple of the Lord, as the king had ordered, following the word of the Lord. The priests went into the sanctuary of the Lord to purify it. They brought out to the courtyard of the Lord's temple everything unclean that they found in the temple of the Lord. The Levites took it and carried it out to the Kidron Valley. They began the consecration on the first day of the first month, and by the eighth day of the month they reached the portico of the Lord. For eight more days they consecrated the temple of the Lord itself, finishing on the sixteenth day of the first month. Then they went into King Hezekiah and reported, We have purified the entire temple of the Lord, the altar of burnt offering with all its utensils, and the table for setting out the consecrated bread, with all its articles. We have prepared and consecrated all the articles that King Ahaz removed in his unfaithfulness while he was king. They are now in front of the Lord's altar. Having read the passage, the first thing we have to notice about today's passage is the word first. If you look at verse 3, in the first month of the first year of his reign, as soon as he becomes king, the first thing that he does is work to the restoration of the temple um, because that is the foundation of his reign, of King Hezekiah's reign. King Ahaz, Hezekiah's father, goes down in history as one of the most evil and idolatrous uh, kings of Judah, uh, but his son Hezekiah is recorded in the book of uh, the books of Chronicles as one of the best kings. Last month, I talked a little bit about the importance of parental guidance and upbringing as we looked at the transition from King Solomon to his son King Rehoboam in Second Chronicles chapter ten. Rehoboam turned his back on the wise counsel um, of the advisors to his own father, King Solomon, just to spite his father, who had already passed away, and to, to basically reject his father, right, even after he became king. Today, we see almost the perfect reverse, a son turning his back on the evil and sinful ways of his father to return, not just himself, but his, the whole nation back to God. Now, this is the reason that Hezekiah is regarded and recorded as one of the best kings in the book of Chronicles. He's counted among King David, Solomon, and Josiah. And you recognize these names. I mean, the first two are the, some of the biggest names um, in the Old Testament. 
Hezekiah has four chapters devoted to him, and it is the most after King David, Kings David, and Solomon. And there is one word that unites these four kings together as being prominent and holy as well, and that is the word consecrate. All other occurrences of this verb in the book of Chronicles are in the narratives uh, about King David, Solomon, Hezekiah, and Josiah. And what does it mean? To consecrate means to sanctify, to prepare, dedicate, be holy, and to be made separate. So the first thing that Hezekiah did when he became king was to ready himself and his whole nation to worship. It's interesting that worship has a readiness stage that we see in today's passage, and that is consecration. This is the preparation for worship. The restoration of, of the temple involved two stages, two parts. The first is the purification stage of the temple, uh, and it's caused by the removal of everything that is unclean we see in verse 16. And the second is the consecration of the temple structure and its furnishings and implementations uh, by the offering of sacrifices that we'll see in the next two days. So verse 16 says that the priests went into the sanctuary of the Lord to purify it. They brought out to the courtyard of the Lord of the Lord's temple, everything unclean that they found in the temple of the Lord. The Levites took it and carried it out to the Kidron Valley. So what Hezekiah is doing is he's turning the back, uh, turning the clock back on the temple to reset it to the days before King Ahaz's influence, making it worship ready and worship worthy. When you go home after a long day outside, I'm sure you wash your hands, right? We've had a couple of uh, big uh, scares uh, like SARS and, and so forth, um, you know, bacterial viral um, outbreaks. And so we've been drilled and, and uh, taught to wash our hands. But for me, you know, I, I did that. But until a couple of years ago, maybe uh, when I had a baby, I didn't really think about my clothes, right? I would wash my hands but not so much my clothes. And so often I'll go, I'll go home, wash my hands, but then I'll still be wearing the clothes because uh, I like wearing comfortable clothes. I'll just plop down on the sofa, on the bed, on the floor of my home, just in the clothes that I spent the entire day outside with. Now, clean hands with a full set of dirty clothes, especially in today's age of micro dust, is still unclean, right? The best practice is to actually take your clothes off first wash your hands, and then put on new clothes. Then you would be clean. And I think sometimes in this way, in haste, when we turn to God and we turn to God in dirty clothes and we come to God with our dirty clothes, in our dirty clothes, asking God to make us clean. But the best practice would be to take our dirty clothes off first, to remove the unclean as the priests and the Levites were doing, to be consecrated, to be prepared. Then we can be washed. And this is something that we will see in the next two days. The restoration of the temple is the getting ready for the heart of worship, to turn back to God to worship, to basically return to the heart of worship, to return to worship itself as a verb and also as a noun. Consecration is the removal of unclean things. To remove as in to get rid of. Verse, verse 16, it says, they took the unclean things out to the Kidron Valley. And the Kidron Valley comes out actually quite so, um, so often in the Old Testament. And it usually denotes a border of some kind, as in removed, far removed and away. Out and away, far. That is what we need to do with the unclean things in our lives before we come to worship. We can come to God just as we are. 
right? even dirty and sinful. Um, if we do so in the name of Jesus, God will not turn us away because God's own Son is right there vouching for us. But as we grow, and if we are to grow, uh, we grow by understanding the Word of God and by being obedient to the Word of God. And that teaches us to consecrate, to prepare, ready ourselves for worship. And that is a powerful message and lesson for us today. So a big message in today's passage is the removal of the unclean so that we can be prepared as worshippers and also to worship God. Verse 6 lists five sins of the father, as in Hezekiah's, Hezekiah's father, King Ahaz, and it is faithful, faithlessness, doing evil, forsaking God, turning their faces away from the temple, and turning their backs on Yahweh, on God. So we need to turn back from this kind of lifestyle, these kind of activities, as we turn back to God. What are some ways that we are being faithless before God, doing evil, forsaking God? We need to turn away from these to turn back to God as we prepare ourselves, as we call ourselves worshipers. So this day, as you worship God, as you prepare for the worship of Sunday that is coming ahead, let's prepare, let's consecrate, remove the unclean things from our lives. Let's pray. God, we thank you for your word that helps us to grow. Uh, and Lord, we thank you that we have this, uh, the time, the opportunity to grow in your word, to mature as disciples, uh, as your children, Lord. And today, God, uh, the word to remove the unclean things in our lives so that we can be pure and blameless, so that we can be worshippers before you. Uh, help us, Lord, to do that. May your spirit speak to us uh, as we open our hearts, our lives to your spirit. Uh, show us and guide our thoughts and our eyes to the things in our lives that are unclean, that we need to get rid of, that we need to remove so that we can be consecrated before you as worshippers, O oh God. We want to turn back to you today. So I pray that your grace and your mercy uh, lead us and guide us, Lord. And thank you. Thank you, Lord. And in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. For a single soul, Lord, and stepping in closer, see you.